Welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in the old tutoring center suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Grace, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts for this podcast, so let's get into it. Hi, welcome back to another episode of What's Up. This is Julie, and Grace, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. My name is Grace, and we have a special guest today from downstairs at Shack. We have Jacqueline joining us today. Hello, my name is Jacqueline. I'm one of the nurses, pronoun she, her. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure to have you here and yeah. joining us for today's episode. Um, yeah, Jacqueline, if you just want to quickly like talk about what you do and like some of your educational background and all yeah. that. We'd just like to know more about our guests. So Tell yeah. us all the secrets of the first floor. There's so <laughs> many secrets. You have to, you have to really um, go through like – Ritual. Uh, I, lost it. I lost the joke already. <laughs> okay. like, I don't so, know what um, I'm one of the nurses. Nurses at the Student Health Center, Ooh. we do a lot of different roles. We sometimes fill in on taking patients back to rooms mm-hmm. for some of our providers. We take a lot of the phone calls. So if the front desk isn't quite sure where to go or we're making sure that our students are safe, either to wait for an appointment or if we need them to go somewhere to keep them safe, we help Mm -hmm. facilitate that. We help providers communicate with our um, students. We facilitate some um, basically managing where people should be going for Mm -hmm. what, whether that be providers, medical assistants, lab, all these mm-hmm. different things. So we're kind of like a conductor system as well okay. as triage and all that, yeah. or to let, talking to people about their labs or different mm-hmm. things like that. Can you tell us what triage is? Triage mm-hmm. is almost like a decision tree. Okay. So we, you can use that in lots of different ways. In the medical field, if you were to go to the ER, mm-hmm. a nurse is going to triage you. So they're going to take your vital signs, talk to you about what's going on for you. And if mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my arm hurts, and then somebody else comes in and they can't breathe and they have chest pain, they're triaging who should be seen first, and that is the person with chest pain. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, that makes sense. So it's like kind of like evaluating your needs. Yes. And so I like to think of like now I use it in my everyday life. Like Mm -hmm. I'm triaging what I should do Mm -hmm. in my house first. Do I need dishes to be done or Mm -hmm. should I sweep the floor? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a decision-making model. Yes. Okay, cool. Thank you for defining that. Yeah. I hear that all the time in healthcare, but I don't really know what it means. I, I just, didn't learn until I was in nursing yeah, school. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm going to the doctor's office. I'm being triaged right now. I'm being triaged. I don't know why I'm being triaged, yeah. but okay. Um, but that's actually funny that we're talking about this because today we're talking to Jacqueline about how to communicate in healthcare and like what kind of good communication skills you should have within with your providers and um, – kind of through the lens of, especially for college students, like how do we interact and how do we um, advocate for ourselves in healthcare? To start off, Jacqueline, um, why do you think it's especially difficult for college students to find their ideal physician? Like what kind of barriers do college students have for that? 
all the barriers. So depending on if you came from a family that goes to the doctor, Mm -hmm. do you have health insurance? How often have you utilized your health insurance and known what you're doing? Did a parent do it all for you? Did you grow up having health insurance? Mm -hmm. There could be a multitude of um, issues, but a lot of it comes from you're kind of brand new out on your own mm-hmm. and you may not have been given the skills for whatever reason mm-hmm. to on how to navigate the system. Totally. Yeah. No, that's good. And I mean, for me as well as a college student, I'm there's this like formality, I feel like that mm-hmm. when especially for young people like us, when they come in, they like don't know where to start because it's very overwhelming, like what Jacqueline mm-hmm. was saying you come in, you don't know if you need labs, you need yeah. to get checked up by like a doctor, by a nurse, by PA and mm-hmm. all that. And so there's that sense of confusion. You're confused com- because you're being triaged and you don't <laughs> even know it. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, I don't even know what's going on. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of confusions and stuff. So when it comes to confusion, what are some of the questions that you should ask yourself when looking for a new physician or just when you're transitioning care in general? So when you are, say, seeking your primary care physician, Mm -hmm. we call that a PCP Mm -hmm. um, or a general practitioner, which would be a GP. So when you're seeking out that person who's going to be handling most of your care, ideally, um, you're going to want to know what you're looking for. So sometimes it just helps to free write, write down what am Mm -hmm. I wanting out of this person's visits? There's some people who are like, I want to be able to just call or like make an appointment real quick and get what I need real quick. And then there's other people who really want to dive in deep with either they have chronic health issues, so that can affect all kinds of systems in your body and it takes some time. Mm -hmm. And you really want somebody who has that ability, whether it be their schedules are longer or they have more, um, education around Mm -hmm. a lot of different chronic illnesses, they will be able to take that time with you and be able to try to figure out what's going on for you. So you really want to know what you yourself are wanting first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and writing that down is really important too. Um, That's honestly such a good tip, I feel like, because every time I go to the doctor, I have like all these things in my head where I'm like, I need I to do bring this up. Too. Like, I need to talk about this, but I never forget because I don't write it down. I blink out. And it's I'm like just like, your, why am I here? Your doctor's <laughs> note grocery list almost. Yes. <laughs> no, that's Get out your notes pad. Mm-hmm. Write it all down on your phone. Yeah, totally. Um, the other thing you're going to want to do, if possible, if you have access in this way, would be to look at profiles about different mm-hmm. providers online. A lot of different uh, clinics will have profiles. We at Shack have profiles. Yeah. And you can kind of see, is there a certain way that person's uh, history or their way of presenting themselves speaks to you where you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll be more comfortable with this person or this person I feel like would get me more. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. That sets you up for success and feeling like this will be a trustworthy relationship in terms of taking care of you. Yeah, because building that connection is really essential to your health as well. Um, Because if you're able to like fully convey your situation to your provider I feel like Mm -hmm. that just makes it more like easier for them to provide care for you and also just easier for you in the long run Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to like 
So that's just open from the get-go. And when you were saying like GP and PCP, I know those terms get thrown around. Is there a difference just in case because you said GP or PCP and Not just for really, some of our audience? Because some people will even yeah. say PCP and they have a nurse practitioner as their mm -hmm. PCP or a PA, mm -hmm. a physician assistant is your PCP. Yeah. All like a, a physician, NP, a PA, they mm -hmm. can all write prescriptions, mm -hmm. do diagnostics, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And they're the kind of, almost like a conductor of your care. And they're like okay. the home base to try yeah. to figure out whether or not you should be going elsewhere to more of a specialty yeah. or whether they can be helping you on your own. And they're going to be able to also see trends in your healthcare. Like mm -hmm. say you're a person who's getting frequent urinary tract infections. Mm -hmm. Well, if you keep going to urgent cares for those and they're a different urgent care yeah. every time, mm -hmm. there's less of an ability to see that pattern yeah. Yeah. and try to troubleshoot, well, what else can we be doing to help with this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's another um, important aspect of having a primary care physician is like if they know your needs on a consistent basis or if they're able to like see those patterns, um, whether it's like health complications or even just like concerns about school. I feel like at the shack, um, the people you come to visit are specially trained to be able to take into account like the student struggles as well as like how they relate to like physical health too you know and we have an idea of like yeah. the campus what's happening on, mm -hmm. on a whole or be able to direct you to different campus resources mm -hmm. or figuring out who you should be talking to yeah. or what should be happening or yeah. is this a real rule or is this a made-up rule for one of your professors mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> no, totally, totally. <laughs> it's just that extra like layer mm -hmm. um Moving on to, I guess we already kind of covered questions for your physician or like when you're seeking a physician, but um, I think it's also important to like ask yourself when you're going through profiles or looking for a new primary care physician, seeing like what their values are and their mission statements almost. Like we talked about that last week, kind of making sure that your GP's mission statement aligns with like your health goals as well mm -hmm. um, and like what kind of medicine model they're using, whether it's like functional medicine or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So functional medicine, meaning does this person kind of take in your whole body system mm -hmm. in terms mm -hmm. of how things yeah. could be playing out, um, which is great. Is this a physician or a provider who believes in the health at every size mm -hmm. um, model? I know our rec center here at PSU has been working a lot with making it so that everybody feels welcome at the rec center. Everybody should be able to feel good about exercising no matter mm -hmm. what their body looks like totally. or how they feel within their body. Um, and so that's also something that's in the healthcare community. Mm -hmm. um, and it's usually H-E-A-S, I think. Yeah. Health at, no, H-A-E-S, health yeah. at every size. Yes. Um, <laughs> and they call it haze sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that's something to look for because mm -hmm. I know that can be something that puts a barrier for people to seek mm -hmm. care because they think that somebody's just going to decide everything has to do with their weight. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really important to feel empowered to either, if you're able to look for somebody, if you, that's something that's a, a value of yours, mm -hmm. to be able to find somebody who is trained in that way of doing their care. And if they're not, just know that you are allowed to say no to getting your weight done. You can call or send a message in saying, I don't do my weight, just so mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Like you are allowed, you are in charge of your visit and what happens to your body. Just because you're at a doctor's office doesn't mean people just get 
to direct things that happen yeah. to you. Mm -hmm. And even in your care and conversation with your provider, if they direct certain something, they're like, well, you should do this. And if that doesn't sit well with you or doesn't feel right or even doable for you, mm -hmm. whether it be weight or get this medication or you need to stay home for this, this, and this, and they're not taking into account what your life is, mm -hmm. speak up because there could be something else that could be done where, oh, I can't stay home because I have all these, I, I won't be able to pay rent mm -hmm. or, you know, yeah. certain things like that where it's just a good idea if you're not going to be following through with what a provider um, is suggesting in terms of your care for whatever mm -hmm. reason, being able to feel like you can speak up and say, hey, that's not going to work for me for yeah. this reason. Can we talk about other possibilities? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's so intimidating. To, it's like, very it's a intimidating. Skill to build, yeah. for and sure. it's, and just knowing that you can, and if it feels yeah. intimidating in that moment, knowing you can send a message to the provider. Yeah. And that yeah. way, sometimes writing a message feels safer versus yeah, in that in-person interaction. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, whatever way it's best for you to advocate for yourself is like the most important thing too. Like yeah. when you're looking for a new provider or just communicating in healthcare, like having a, the skill to advocate for yourself is really difficult, but it's really, really worthwhile as well. Yeah. And speaking of intimidation, like don't feel the need that if like trust is so important, you know, it's like mm -hmm. pertinent, especially when you're establishing care. And if you can't have that trusting relationship and if you feel like you're you're not in a space where you can advocate for yourself, it's totally fine to go to a different provider. Like you mm -hmm. can always explore. I know that as young people, we get afraid of just like branching out and finding mm -hmm. different providers, but knowing that you have options and like what Jacqueline was saying, you are in charge of the care that you receive yeah. and don't let them assign you some kind of care, especially if it makes you feel uncomfortable or if it just doesn't fit your values and your purpose and stuff. Yeah, and specifically with the Student Health Center, and in what I've seen in the community, you can just say, hey, I don't want to see this person. Mm -hmm. And no one cares. Yeah. yeah. No There's one no feels like feeling. their feelings are yeah. hurt. Mm -hmm. No one is like, oh, this person won't see this person. Mm -hmm. All that happens is, oh, great. We'll just schedule somebody else. Is there somebody else that you liked better? Yeah. If not, we'll just try someone that isn't the person you're wanting to yeah. see. Mm -hmm. Um or the person you're not wanting to see. Um, <laughs> and so um, feel totally safe and okay that that's like a normal response and it's okay. We want you to be, we as healthcare providers want you to take and what the best thing out of the visit and make sure it's serving you best. Mm -hmm. um, and with however that comes about is okay. Mm -hmm. So, for students at PSU, it is always a good idea. Like if you're having some sort of medical issue or if you need a consultation with a healthcare provider, always think Shaq first. Um, that is like the best bit of advice because <laughs> Shaq is a really great like starting point, especially um, because we all like you either have the student insurance or you enroll and sign the waiver and you have your own insurance. But mm -hmm. um, Shaq is a good starting point to talk about your health and if you need any referrals or something like one that. One of the yeah. most primary reasons you should yeah. think Shaq first is because we're free. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's worried about money. Everyone insurance, yes. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's worried about money and that makes sense. So just know 
that we are available yeah. for free as in mm-hmm. a starting point. We mm-hmm. will tell you if we think, you know what, you got to yeah. go to the ER. This is unsafe. <laughs> yeah. Or you know what, I know you have organ health plan mm-hmm. and we can't do labs for you, but you can go to an urgent care with organ yeah. health plan and they'll be able to help yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So we will try our very best yeah. to make sure you can do things at the free mm-hmm. student health center because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we recognize and we've been there. A lot yeah. of us have been there where, you know, $20 is all you have. Mm-hmm. And so we want to keep things affordable for you. And so it's great to get that to start with us so that we can direct you in the right direction. So you're not wasting mm-hmm. your time. You're not wasting your money and mm-hmm. you're getting what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially students with um, Oregon health plan because they tend to have like limited options as well. So having that baseline at shack is important too. Yeah. And then speaking of like directing, like how does referral, you want to talk about that real yeah. quick, Jacqueline? So a referral would be if somebody is, they might refer you to dermatology. They might refer you to getting physical therapy. There's lots of ways that referrals work. And it all depends on how your insurance works in terms of how we can function with that. So there are insurances that are self-refer. So you are allowed as a person to refer yourself to dermatology mm-hmm. or to um, ENT. Some of those clinics won't accept your self-referral. <laughs> yeah. They want to have a better reason other than you wanting to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes insurances won't accept our referrals because they want their they want your uh, uh, PCP within their system to be mm. doing that referral. So Kaiser would not accept a referral from us. Mm-hmm. So it can be different depending on what your insurance is. We, if we're able to, we try the right referrals for people. And if it doesn't work, then you end up potentially either going to an urgent care or to your PCP to write that referral so that it can be covered mm-hmm. by your health insurance and be cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of, like what I said, a lot of people, they don't know where to go. And like what we said, go to Shack, and then Shack knows their way and kind of direct you to the care that you need. It's really nice because we're such a small clinic mm-hmm. that we are able to do a little bit of that teaching as well as hand-holding in a situation where it is so confusing, especially... <laughs> It's very confusing. It's so confusing. The only reason I understand it kind of is because I'm a nurse and in the clinic. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't understand any of this, even at my older age than Mm -hmm. you all. Um, So it it's really confusing and don't feel bad about not knowing what to do. That's our job here is to help you learn what you should be doing as well as get you to where you need to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of the the main things I like about Shaq as well is just – how easy it is to like make an appointment online or to just call the front desk and make an appointment. Um, I think that accessibility aspect is really special about Shack. Just, I mean, it might be like more normal, like to be able to make appointments online with other providers, but I just know like growing up and with my current provider right now, like I'm not able to make appointments online the way that I am with Shack. So it's really nice. Sometimes if there's not an appointment available, Mm -hmm. we'll have appointments. If you call, we make sure there's a balance. So if you're like, there's nothing available today, it's always a good idea Mm -hmm. to call us because there might actually be an appointment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. No, I I thought this was a great way for us to bridge over like 
like actual care and the delivering mm-hmm. of care. So how is telehealth like right now with Shaq and stuff like yeah. that? We have very little, mostly because all of our students seem to be wanting to come in person. Yeah. Which is awesome. But we have the ability to do mm-hmm. telehealth. If for whatever reason, say you're in St. Helens and you're mm-hmm. like, I can't get to Shaq, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you would be able to talk to somebody and um, get it scheduled to be a telehealth appointment. There are times that depending on what your symptoms are, we may be able to keep it a telehealth with the idea that, you know, you still may need to get um, seen somewhere in mm-hmm. person to make sure you're safe. Um, and I use that term mostly just so that people understand we're not trying to put you out. It really mm-hmm. is like with abdominal pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really tricky one because there's so yeah. many things in your yeah. abdomen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, for sure. Yeah. That could be going wrong. <laughs> yeah. So when that's the case and we're wanting to evaluate you in person, the reason is that's the only way to know whether or not it's something that will be safe to wait mm-hmm. or uh, safe to just kind of watch yeah. or whether it's something that needs more acute care, meaning something that would need um, additional higher level of care right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So telehealth is great for if you're far away or if it's something like, I want to talk about birth control, but I live in Gresham. Mm -hmm. Please Mm -hmm. don't make me come to campus for that. Uh You know, different things like that. Or even to troubleshoot a plan and know that, oh, tomorrow when I'm on campus, they want me to come in person. Mm -hmm. We have the ability to do that. And the awesome part is with Shaq being Mm -hmm. free, it's not an issue of like another copay and another copay because that can really be expensive, but you can utilize us so much without Mm -hmm. having that be another barrier. Yeah. And those copays add up. Those copays add up. (laughs) They add up. It's a lot. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think depending on your needs, you know, like if it's something that because as accessible as it is with telehealth, it's limited. Still, yeah, in a way that definitely like pros and cons. Yeah, to it. it's uh-huh. not like a lesser than service by any means. It's just a limited service. Mm-hmm. So knowing when you need to be in person versus like something that could be covered over telehealth is important as well. And if you don't know, that's totally okay. Yeah. You can call the nurses. Yeah, mm-hmm. the nurses will tell you. And mm-hmm. they're like, if you we want you in person, yeah, you gotta hard, have it in person. It can be hard to tell if you need to be in person or if it can be covered by telehealth because I feel like I've definitely like had i've had doctor's appointments where i've been like okay this could have been telehealth while i've also had telehealth appointments where i'm like it, this okay, could this be should person. Have been in person. Like, <laughs> knowing what what your need is is important mm-hmm. no for sure and um i mean lastly this is something that jacqueline already touched on was just like being in charge of your visit and challenging yeah. your providers and i like the idea of like gently quote unquote gently mm-hmm. challenging your provider it's kind of like really important too when it comes to establishing like care and just seeing what their vision what their purpose is like versus what what you're seeking for in healthcare and stuff like that yeah and being able to just kindly say to the person Mm -hmm. directing your care because with the idea that the person you're seeing for your care is wanting what's best for you and then they share that and then you have that moment of like, this will not work for me for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Just being able to communicate, you know, this is tricky because of X, Y, and Z. Are there other options? Mm -hmm. You know, so that it's working as a team for your health Mm -hmm. versus feeling like, 
oh, they told me something I can't do and now this is over and this was a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> like let yourself know that it's okay to say, you know, that won't work or this is this is hard for me mm-hmm. and try to um, see if there's some other ideas this person could have for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I really like that you brought up the idea of being a team because I feel like many of us come in and it's the formality of like the white coat that intimidates us and Mm -hmm. we're just like I'm not going to speak up because if I say something it might be wrong but it's not like advocate for yourself nothing is wrong and like what Jacqueline was saying they want the best for you and so even me being a nurse in healthcare Mm -hmm. I have said to the doctors or fellow nurses I don't know what you're talking about. Can you explain that in a different way? Mm -hmm. So it's okay if the person is just assuming a certain level of knowledge about Mm -hmm. whatever's happening to you. um, You're allowed to say, and it won't be thought of as, oh, you're, you don't know, like how, how silly or dumb of you or whatever, Mm -hmm. some terrible thing. No one's thinking that they're going to reflect and try to figure out a different way to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. And you're allowed to not understand things just yeah, like yeah. everyone else is not allowed to not yeah. understand mm-hmm. things yeah, for sure medical for jargon sure. is like ridiculous sometimes it is it is it's yeah. it can be a handful but um no yeah those are all very great tips Jacqueline and I hope many of y'all can take this and just yeah. bring it on to your next visit and just mm-hmm. like what Grace was saying make a grocery list <laughs> for your provider yeah. but um no yeah anything else you want to add people we want you to come to shack yeah. <laughs> come to shack yes we oh and then um what is it and definitely you noted something about um taking home we're providing tests right now right covid tests yeah so for, oh this is great so yeah. at the student health center in the lobby there are um they're around one of the poles there's mm-hmm. all kinds of goodies that you can take including cough drops ibuprofen tylenol I love the free do not sanitizer. go around <laughs> buying tylenol and ibuprofen yes. take it free mm-hmm. um but on top of that we were able to get a bunch of free tests from the state cool. for COVID testing so there's just those boxes that the government sent out for people to sign up for at, oh, okay. at one point in the yeah. spring. Mm-hmm. There's bo- a, bo- a basket of boxes like that oh, at the okay. Student Health Center right now. So um, as long as we have them, we'll be putting them out and come and take a box so you'll mm-hmm. have one at home and just have it on hand for whenever you need to test for COVID next. That's helpful. And we also have condoms. Mm-hmm. There's latex-free condoms. It's great. I'm, I'm always grabbing like cough drops. Yeah, I'm just like, this is free. Like, clean yeah. up, grab them, grab them. Yes, especially flu season, cold seasons coming around. Grab the hand sanitizer, yes. grab the Kleenex, grab yes. everything. It's there for you. Come yes. on, just grab those. And the other thing I wanted to highlight it's not direct, I don't, it's not directly with me and health services, but. Just in the last year, we have um, something called My SSP. Yeah. And you can find that information on the website, but it can mm-hmm. be an app on your phone. Mm-hmm. Anybody taking one or more credit, mm-hmm. they would have the ability to text a counselor 24 7. So it's a really good um, resource to use with our counseling services or without them. And so, and I think there's like four or five different languages as well if you wanted to call and talk on the phone. So I just want people to know that's um, out there too, just as we're all continuing to deal with all of our mental health Mm -hmm. stuff. It's very accessible. And we even have like a 
a really short episode on what my SSP is. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I always we always have the link to like download the app and the website in the description box. So if y'all are interested, feel free to check it out after this episode. Um, but yeah, other than that, thank you so much, Jacqueline, for yes, taking this the time. Fun. This was amazing and very yeah, and very informative. And yes, I really hope I feel that empowered. I I know I, I <laughs> you feel, should feel empowered. I feel knowledgeable now yes. next time when I, I go. Feel confident going yeah. into the doctor's <laughs> I'll have now. my doctor's grocery list. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Once again, thank you so much, Jacqueline. Yeah, thank you, Grace. Yeah. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number at 503-725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the CampusWell app. Also, feel free to check out the virtual MindSpa experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We will be including resources links in the episode description as well as a link to the episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discussed in this podcast, please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor.